We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye. With me as always, Jack Manuel. Jack, how are we doing? Brooklyn Bridges, baby. Yeah, uh, Team USA, not very successful in the FIBA World Cup. We're not going to jump into that. We will talk Mikel Bridges, but as always, you can find the buzz on all streaming platforms. But Jack, where do you want to start? We'll go with the world champions. No, sorry, Nick. We're not going to be discussing <laughs> Germany. We'll be discussing our own Mikhail Bridges. And I guess how the Team USA performances that he had, you know, a lot of people are saying that he might have led the team in a lot of ways. Obviously, Anthony Edwards is getting all the headlines. Should Mikhail Bridges be getting more credit, Nick? Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, the team wasn't successful. So, you know, the credit doesn't really matter at this point. You know, they didn't even win bronze. Obviously, Mikhail had some really nice moments, some big games, including that shot where he, he sent the game to overtime, just something ridiculous. And, you know, a lot of people said he was the most consistent guy on Team USA and two-way player, you know, and he shot really nice percentages and was effective. And I think it's also kind of showcases the versatility of Mikhail's game. You know, with Brooklyn last year, we saw him kind of step up into being that star player, but then he was easily able to go back to being that role player he was in Phoenix and kind of able to impact the game when the team needed him to, you know, maybe in a bigger role, it would have helped Team USA and they would have been a little bit more successful, but I think their issues were bigger than that. Yeah, look, through shooting splits, 63, 56, 82, not bad if you ask me. He shot so 70% I think from two. That's like, it's just, it's it's pretty, pretty yeah. bloody crazy. And look, I think, he was the best two-way player for mm. for for Team USA, and I think that this is gonna. I think he does deserve a little bit more credit. I think Anthony Edwards is getting quite a bit because of the the shot making and the scoring, and you know Anthony Edwards is going to be an All NBA player candidate this year. But you know you can make a credible argument that Mikael Bridges should be there, and you know there's talks about what's going to happen next, and LeBron James is taking over, and Steph's coming, and and KD's coming, but Mikael Bridges deserves to be there, and I think that. We had a, a really small discussion before the FIBA tournament started about, well, how, how is this going to impact the, the likes of, of Cam and Mikhail? Is it, you know, are there going to be, you know, injury risks? Is it going to be, you know, a negative for them? Is it going to be too much of a load heading into preseason and such? But I think what we saw at the international stage, obviously didn't get the medal. But for me, individually as a Nets fan, I was as pleased as I could be because I think a lot of the times you get a leap. You know, we saw... Yeah. You know, our former superstar Kevin Durant make a leap after representing Team USA internationally. And I think the only, I guess, minor qualm I have with Mikhail Bridges is that 
he wasn't really given the the opportunity to showcase or expand his game as a playmaker. But he did have a couple of games where he was having, you know, five assists here or there. So maybe, you know, individually he did sort of do that. You know, I mean, I'm looking at his, you know, he had three assists against Greece in, in the first round. You know, he had four assists against Canada um, in, in that third place game. So look, I think his, his playmaking is something that does need to improve. And when we're having a more general discussion, that's probably the thing that can separate him from being a very good to being a great player. But what I saw from him at Team USA, the shot making, that three-point shot that you alluded to was something special. Like it was like a it, it was it was like a LeBron James block play in the in the finals. Like it, it, Twitter was alight with it. And you know, it just shows you that this guy is a really, really special individual player. And we're very lucky to have him. His efficiency in shot making, like his three-point shooting, he was the best three-point shooter quite easily you know, at the tournament, you know, it, it truly insane. You know, he shot 15 to 27 from three, like, <laughs> and in when it mattered in the, from quarterfinals onwards in the quarters, he shot four of six from three against Italy, three of three didn't miss against Germany, despite the, uh, despite that, 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 that game and, and how it ended. And then the third place game against Canada shot 50%, three of six from, from three. So his three point shooting, it's something that we've been pretty high on. His mechanics are really good. He has a really nice and high release. But yeah, I think that that's something that is is going to hold him in, in pretty bloody good stead heading into when he's going to be the league creator for 82 games for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I think it's just a nice confidence boost too. you know, going to the season, kind of like almost a little preseason to preseason, you know, just feeling good about your shot and where you're at. And I think another important aspect and doesn't guarantee anything, but obviously Mikel, very likable guy, seemed to build great relationships with Team USA. We saw how excited the guys were when Mikel hit that shot to send it to overtime. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Yeah, look, I'm not saying Anthony Edwards is coming to Brooklyn, but I'm not not saying that either. And if you want to aggregate me, 
<laughs> Go for it. I've never been aggregated before. I wouldn't mind it. Anthony Edwards is coming to Brooklyn, says some random Aussie bloke on a podcast. I'll take that. I'll take that and run with it. And you can make it go viral because if that were to happen, this is, look, again, we're, we're speaking about the history of Team USA and, and what has happened before. Super teams have been formed from Team USA. And we spoke about One it a little bit. In Brooklyn. <laughs> One of them was legitimately formed in Brooklyn. And look, DeAndre Jordan doesn't, you know, really isn't part of that super team, but he was part of the Team USA experience, which was he made him the ancillary piece in, in when we got KD and Kai to, to Brooklyn. So, look, I'm not... Obviously, I think Mikael is one of the most likable guys in the NBA. Anyone on Team USA would, would want to play with Mikael Bridges. You know, the Memphis Grizzlies were offering four first-rounders to, to get him down to Memphis. And so many other teams... You know, we're, we're looking to get him. You know, Port, Portland might have been trying to get him. We don't know, you know, how how true that was, you know, before Dame asked out of, of, of the franchise. So, look, there's there's things that could be happening behind the scenes. You know, I think Mikael Bridges and Anthony Edwards were, were the guys. And the opportunity to represent your team, your your, nas- your national team at the international level is an experience that you, you can't replicate. And Mikael Bridges said it himself, I think, you know, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but he's like, I wouldn't take back this six weeks for, for anything in my life. Like it, it was yeah. a truly formative experience for him. And I think that you can't, the, the intangible nature of that, like we spoke about the numbers and the shooting splits, like you alluded to, like 70% from the field, like 23 of 33 from two. Like that's just like something ridiculous right there. But and his free throw shootings obviously continue to be really good, which we've always been a fan of. But yeah, the intangibles, of being able to represent and play that high level basketball, also a different level of basketball. You know, to be honest, I prefer a lot of the style of feeble level basketball. That might be the Aussie in me speaking about that, but you know, the shorter three point line, the extra physicality, you know, the, the emphasis on rebounding. I hate to bring that up to you and, and the fellow uh, international U S listeners, but I think that that is, you get so much from that intangibly, let alone from the experience at playing high-level basketball against you know the internationals, you know elite stage. Yeah, I think also we've talked about it too before. You know the tournament started. You know just working with different coaches and different players. You know there's just little things you can pick up. I don't know if working really Steve Kerr's is, is all it's cracked up to be. To be honest, no, I mean, no. I, but no, really, like obviously Steve Kerr didn't have a great performance, and you know the team wasn't cohesive. But even the other guys there, you know, Eric Spolstra's there, just getting tips from him and yep. different things. And you know, obviously Kerr didn't coach well, but I'm sure there's still plenty of things he could provi- provide Mikel and kind of just help him take his game to the next level. And when you're at the level that Mikel Bridges is at least what he showed last year in Brooklyn it's just the small things that can help push you to that next level you know you talk about free throw shooting getting to the line getting those extra attempts it's just a little little minor details that can get you a couple extra points each game that kind of sets you apart and gets you to that potential you know all-star all-nba level yeah and I also think that in that final game you know Mikel Bridges is the one that was hot in the sort of first half and then they just went away from him. Yeah. You know, the, the, it was the, the lineup. And that was some of the playmaking issues with Team USA. And obviously, you know, Tyrese Halliburton, a great playmaker. Jalen Brunson, a little bit more of a scorer. And at times, you know, people talk about Anthony Edwards not playmaking enough. So I think that was kind of 
part of the issue we saw with the Nets at times last year was a lot of on Spencer Dinwiddie. If Spencer Dinwiddie wasn't giving him the ball and you know his teammates weren't setting him up, he wasn't necessarily as aggressive. So that's, I think, another step for Mikel to understand, like, you need to call for the ball. You need to be a little bit more dominant. I think you'll see that more with this Nets team because it'll be easier for him to take ownership of the team. Yes, yeah, stylistically as well. You, yep. you could sort of see Steve Kerr was wanting the sort of 0.5 seconds sort of coat following on from Greg Popovich and the sort of, you know, Spurs, you know, new style Golden State Warriors style of play where it's just like, you know, and when there was the isolation, you know, opportunities, they were really not relegated, but they were given more to Anthony Edwards. And for good reason, he is yeah. a, a bloody gun. And hopefully we see him in the black and white one day could happen crazy crazy thing more fanciful things have happened but i think just there is the leadership that we saw from mikhail bridges like all these little things and i think that you know he's obviously you know i think in a lot of betting odds you know one of the leaders for, for most improved play i think you know you can make an argument for you know cam johnson who also had a, a pretty good international tournament as well but focusing on brooklyn bridges i think you can say that having this experience is going to hold him in greater stead than say resting and not necessarily resting, but doing the reps behind the scenes in Miami or in LA doing the runs with, with the fellow players. Like if, if Nick Clarkson was at team USA alongside or replacing Jaron Jackson, I would feel even greater confidence about Nick Claxton. Now, obviously he might not have had the chance to maybe work on the three point shot and, and, and the midi a little bit, but you know, there's obviously still a or couple even adding of more muscle it. is a little bit tougher when you're constantly playing, you know, when you're in the off season, it's a little easier to kind of work in your diet and focus on your intake. So I think Clax probably is looking to get a little bigger too. Yeah. And I think that Clax is obviously, you know, with, in the past have been criticisms of his physicality, his strength, his rebounding, but against the likes of those big bruises in Serbia, Lithuania, Germany, you know, that's where, you know, Klax, his mentality and his desire, you know, and the sort of attitude that he has, I think is, it would be, would have been more impactful than some of the other bigs for Team USA, but that's a discussion yeah. for a different day. But in terms of Mikhail, Nick, I think that this is going to, he is going to enter the season alongside Cam Johnson in really, really good stead. He's got the conditioning under him. Like, the dude is obsessed with hoops. He's like, again, to make the comparison point to Kevin Durant, like, if he can play basketball every day of the year, he would. Like, this guy just doesn't miss games, and he just loves to be out there. And I think it's going to be underrated. You're going to see the players that represented a solid chunk, for, uh, had decent conditioning and decent minutes for Team USA at FIBA basketball are going to be the ones that I think are going to have the best reps come the start of the season compared to other guys who need to find their game reps and their game conditioning. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And like we talked about, he could be really confident going into the season considering he played so well offensively in terms of knocking down shots. And that stuff carries over. And, you know, he's already kind of getting a confidence booster off the way he finished last season and now kind of having his own team as well. So it, it's going to be really fun. And obviously Cam Johnson didn't have a super successful tournament. You know, he started as a starter, ended up being a bench player, didn't really play a huge role with the team. And, you know, we'll see if that has any type of impact on him. Yeah, look, I think it'll be, it won't be any negative effects for him. I think that what we're looking for from Cam Johnson is his ability to create more for himself. And I don't think he, at Team USA, there was the opportunity to do that because in his role was as a role player. And, you know, we sort of alluded to in Mikhail Bridges having a bit more self-creation, a bit more creation for others. Again, wasn't his role. So he, 
we might not see that development from him, but we also did hear Mikel speak, you know, on podcasts and interviews talking about how that is his big focus for this off season. And, and there's still plenty of time to work on that. And maybe, you know, behind the scenes, you know, over in the Philippines and in Japan, he was working on that. But for Cam Johnson, it's more about continuing to be that really, really high level elite three point shooter, continuing to be, you know, an above average defender, which I don't think he gets a lot of credit for, but also making the strides forward as a self-creator and a creator for others. Like we've we saw that in fits and spurts. We didn't see it, you know, at Team USA again because, you know, the nature of his role didn't call for that. But we have seen it a little bit as as a Brooklyn net. But because of the new contract that he's got now, he's gonna have to show a little bit more. And look, Team USA doesn't you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, he didn't get the, he didn't, you know, ball out. He didn't have any big moments. But for me, I'm just looking forward to seeing if those continued progressions forward, those minor flashes turn into more sustainable level of, of self creation and creation for others. Yeah. You're just looking for consistency. You know, we saw flashes last year, especially during the regular season. And then he put it together in that playoff series and really showcased, you know, that he can be a really good starter in this league. You know, I don't know if he'll ever be an all-star, but could be a really good starter if he can find consistency and, you know, knocking down shots at a really high rate, you know, off the dribble, just a touch, like you mentioned, you know, finding, creating for others, just being kind of a secondary creator at times. I think he could even be successful kind of leading some bench units, you know, maybe being the second option or a first option against some bad teams. So it's going to be fun to see him in a newish role. You know, last year he got to experience something different with the Nets, but in this upcoming season, I'm sure his workload is going to be heavier. Yeah, and it has to be. You know, it yep. it should be. Like once you you get that validation of a really solid extension, he's he's getting paid and some people think it's a little bit much, some people think it, it's it's just right, but you know, you now need to continue. like and as we spoke about quite a bit, you know, check back into the archives of the Brooklyn Bars, plenty of great content there. Both of you and I are, are optimistic because of what he did show in the postseason against Philadelphia. He was our, clearly our second best player. You know, his shooting, his scoring, you know, all the other little intangible things. He did really, really well. So that's the thing that I look most for um, when I'm optimistic about Cam Johnson. But, you know, there are obviously still things to fill out into his game for him to to really pay back the value of that contract. But Nick, do you have any other final thoughts about, you know, Team USA and the impact that it has on the Twins? No, I mean, hopefully it, you know, helps them, you know, develop a little bit further and work on some of those small things in their game. And like you've kind of mentioned, you know, hopefully it helps them land a, a player in the future. You know, not everybody who played at Team USA was an all-star as well. So that kind of bodes well if they're you know, not necessarily going for some of the big guns and Nets could potentially have cap space in the future. You know, every little thing matters when you're trying to build a championship team. You heard it here first. Nick Fay wants Austin Reeves in a Brooklyn Nets uniform. <laughs> no, but in, in all honesty, I'm with you on that. And, and who knows? You know, the Olympics um, is, is is just upon the horizon. And that's when you know, the, the probably big be guys... with the big guns. The, yeah, and that's when I, you know, I full I full-heartedly believe, wholeheartedly believe that Mikhail Bridges deserves to be there. Like, and he should be there given what he did show as one of the best players for team USA despite you know the lack of the, the lack of success they did have he deserves to come, do like a cam johnson sort of role uh, in terms of you know when you see the the big guys kd lebron steph ad jason tatum the rest of them there you know mikhail bridges belongs you know in, in at the international level and we saw that and then some i think you you should have the likes of him and ant because i think having the 
the the experience there is important, even if it was just for one tournament. So Mikel proved it. We saw a few little things here and there. Super teams are forming. It's all fun stuff happening at the international level, Nick. But I want to finish this with a couple of final thoughts. Now, we saw Derek Whitehead. We're, we're big Derek Whitehead stands here. Again, we've got some great episodes on him in the archives around the draft profile. We did some great stuff um, with some draft experts on him. We've seen some photos of him and plenty of other Nets players who've been heading back to the facility there. Do you think that there's a chance we might actually see Tariq Whitehead this preseason? And look, I put the slightly ingest joke out there that you know we're really going to see Derek Whitehead play Nets basketball before Ben Simmons this preseason, aren't we? Now, I said that tongue-in-cheek, but I'll put it on the podcast here. I also think that it's probably more likely than not that we do see Derek Whitehead ahead of Ben Simmons because he seems to be a bit more game ready and we heard from Mark Spears again on a podcast sort of same he should be doing three on three he's probably not going to do preseason games and again I'm paraphrasing there but Tariq Whitehead is someone I'm bloody excited for if we do get to see him in the preseason yeah I think it's obviously positive he's shooting freely you know there's elevation on his jumper too obviously we're breaking down a still photo here but like that means something you know what I mean there's impact coming down on that ankle and leg so you know, there's a chance, you know, what do we have like a month until preseason starts almost. So like it's a possibility, you know, the Nets obviously have been cautious in the past. So I wouldn't necessarily rule it as a fact, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's just kind of hard to know where he's at. You know, there's been reports that he will be ready, but you know, you never know with the Nets. Yeah. Obviously the conservative approach will certainly be there with him and Ben, but you got any final thoughts, Nick? There was just a little quick one. We wanted to really dive deep into Mikhail Bridges and, and looking forward. And we'll be diving deep into him and plenty of other Brooklyn Nets. Our, our season preview series for the, the different positions will be starting soon, as well as the big kahuna and the, the big old season preview. Can't wait for them. They'll be coming soon, guys. Yeah, I mean, not really. Just nice to see all the players starting to get together, you know, in Brooklyn and, you know, build up that team chemistry and everything. And obviously, you know, Mikel and Cam will probably be there soon. So pretty exciting stuff. Season's approaching. But like you mentioned, Jack, we'll be jumping to season previews very soon. Big thanks, everybody, for listening. Check the buzz on all streaming platforms. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.